What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome, episode twenty. Me catch your podcast. We in the building right here with your host Lofton, aka Mr. Nice Guy, aka Mr. Hazadonis, aka when I'm shooting the booty, Antoine Cumberbund, and my co-host Rajin, aka Boulder Shoulder, aka Mr. Dark Poet, aka if you don't know by now, and go ahead, let them know. AKA Mr. Make It Happen, man. What's going on? What's man, going another on? week. Yeah, another good. week, another day, another dollar. And we got a guest in here today. You know what I'm saying? We got Mr. Ismiles in the building, longtime friend in the Roz, one of the Pensacola boys, veteran, opinionated. He out here. He's going to give us a little bit. And then we got that one dude y'all seen before. Down in the bottom over there, hanging out, picking <laughs> up from the after church nap. We got flexing up in the building, you know. What I'm oh, after going church on nap, you know what I'm saying? What's up with the team in here, man? Hey, Ross, uh, man, how you doing, man? How's your week, man? Hey, it's been it's been a long week, man. Hey, actually, man, in the cyber world, man, it's been kind of crazy. But I, you know, I'm kind of holding on, doing my thing, protecting, you know, what I'm saying freedom. You know, what I'm saying got to make it sound interesting. You know. <laughs> make, it sound like, make it sound like I'm really doing something. You know what I'm saying? Protecting you're just doing this. You know what right, like... Yeah, yeah. Represent. You know what I'm saying? Making sure, making sure your algorithms are good. You hey, know you know, represent. <laughs> hey, you know, my week has been uh been, been pretty good myself, man. Working me to the bone. You know, had uh we had drill last week, so I hit I hit that um what it was about ten, no nine. I had like nine straight days. It was it was uh it was a long one, man. Long one, kept it rolling, but uh. Got a little, you know, spent time with the daughter, man. We got to go kick it. We went to the rich people mall, ate some lunch. I, I, I would look. I was at. I, I was at the rich people mall. Guess what? I bought at the rich people mall. Some frying pans, dog. I bought some frying pans. I walked out there like, oh, yeah. I was like, let me get them oh, yeah, good yeah, joints. Yeah. What they frying yeah. on? You know what I'm saying? Going, so I went and got me some, Got me some high end frying pans. You I know bet you didn't get no seasoning for the white people mall. Nah. <laughs> Nah, they can keep that. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, we ain't go there, man. I just found one spice in that bitch. <laughs> All that stuff look dry in the mud. I bet you ain't found no Lowry's in that bitch. <laughs> hey, no, no seasoned salts, no Lowry's. There was enough. There was nothing that looked ethnic at all up in that point. You know what I'm saying? That's it. The white people, mom. So, hey, man, Clexton, welcome to the show again, man. How was your weekend? You know man, look, the week was great, man. Uh, well, I guess it was great. I'm, I'm, I'm out here making sure them things stay in the air. The plane stay in the air for the moment. And, uh, hey, okay. And, uh, okay. And, and finishing up. Wait, man, get ready to wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gonna just go past yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just gonna walk past that? Hey, first of all, I've known you most of my life. I didn't know where am I? You worked for. I got bored the whole situation. Shut it down. Anyway, yeah. That you know, somebody staying in the air. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna all talk right, about that. Right. Yeah. Hey, you, know, you know, you, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, further in this. Uh, this endeavor to go ahead and open my uh, my counseling firm, man, and so I'm uh, finishing up the last phases of this this degree and uh and some some internships so I can make that happen, man. And that's that's really what it is. Man. It's, uh, it's school, work, church, rinse and repeat for me, brother. That's okay, okay. Hey, good that's stuff, good stuff. Hey, Mr. Dismile, welcome, welcome again. The applause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Welcome again. So, hey, sir. That was, was uh, how, how was your week? 
Busy, busy, super busy. <clears throat> super busy on the job, busy on the uh, on the business side. So, humping man, humping. Hey, that's what it's all about. Always, always about that grind. Always about that grind. And when you're grinding, sometimes on the weekend, you need a drink of the day. Hey! Yeah, man. Oh, man, I love to drink of the day. And you know what? I'm drinking today because it's drink of the day. I don't know about everybody drinking. Is everybody going to be on some drinks today? Oh, okay, shoot. okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it off. I'm start it off. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I know Plessy got some eggs. <laughs> he got some holy water on there. <laughs> so, so I'm going to start it off, man. So, hey, you know, I, I'm keeping it simple. My next week is going to be super legit because I got a nice bottle. It's been about $100 at the liquor store. We was wilding out, me and my daughter. We had fun. So, about to hit this $17.92 again. Throw that in the, I'm going to throw, uh, throw that in the glass, sip on that for a little bit, have a good time. Rajin, what are you drinking? So, look, so this week I'm drinking on that uh, weed and uh, that apple crown, that crown apple, my bad. There you go, that there you go. Apple. But there I'm drinking on it with Sprite, so I, really, I usually don't chase nothing, chase the crown, but I wanted a little kick to it, so I added a little Sprite to it. I like to call it that can't get right, so, you know what I'm saying, we're going we're gonna to sip on that today, you know what I'm saying? There you go, there you go, and, so, uh... And I got to wait, 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 there you go, boom. Okay, Coach, there you go. Glass. Hey, you, go you know what's up, you know what's up. <laughs> hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Collector down there, uh, what are you going to bless us with, sir? Well, I'm going to keep mine simple today, um... This is, I needed to have something with a little kick, so I got uh, perfectly pH balanced purified water today. That's what <laughs> That's it is. Perfectly pH balanced. It's that core yeah. heart rate. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. Hey, it's even. You gotta, hey, you gotta make sure it's pH bound. Don't get, don't want to get any yeast infection. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> pH bound. Walk around, walk around, yeah, walk around, around there, bitch. Like what the hell? Hey, <laughs> yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me four dishes, squash, squash. <laughs> All right. So, Mister Ismail, what what are you blessing us with for the beverage today? Non-alcoholic. Had it before. This there you go. Here. Hey, at least it's flavored. This uh, that yeah. guy over there, he just yeah, this ain't water. This ain't aloe vera juice. Hey man, stop it. <laughs> we got clothes now. We done made progress. Get some flavor <laughs> in there. <laughs> hey, and I hope they watch it so they can sponsor. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. Come sponsor, come sponsor your mint ketchup. I'll run. I'll run the commercial real quick. We'd be nice with it. Get it. Let's get it. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen. So we got the drinks of the day. Everybody out there, let us know what you're drinking in. Drinking on. Hit us in the comments. Throw us a bone. Let us know what we need to uh, make in the future. Uh, just like we talked about before, we're gonna try to put something together where if we get enough folks that are giving us different drinks, we'll try to make them on the show and we'll do a little. Uh, you know, saying. Um, We'll do a little top four, top almost four of the drinks uh, given here on the uh, Mid Catch Up podcast. Well, we're going to keep it pushing right now because there's been a lot of things that we need to talk about this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to go to the news of the week. It kind of ties into the way the show uh, was named today Reclassify to Declassify. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got some things that's happening out here in the world that's quite hey, interesting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Bro. So, uh, we gonna go ahead and start it off. I know Rossi, what you so, so listen, man. 
as a as a cybersecurity professional, right? It kind of hit me like a Mack truck. You know what I'm saying? When they raided when they raided this man's house, all right. Uh, 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 excuse me. This man's estate. I'm not gonna call the house. This one dude. And found and found more than eleven top secret documents. Um, what thirty to forty secret documents, and then some confidential documents. If the numbers are wrong, I apologize. But those of us, you know, and even those of us that aren't military, but for those of us that are military, we understand the significance of what was found in this man's house. Right. So for me, my question is this: Do you think we? Do you think they got him now? You know what I'm saying? It's like after so long, we trying to get this man on so many different charges. Like the four of us, everybody on this call right now, everybody, on the, everybody on, the, on this podcast right now, would have been in prison by now from the things that you know this man has done and gotten away with. So you, so I guess my question to you guys is: Do you feel like we got him now? Or if you feel like he's going to snake through this and also. Hey, what you think? I'm looking at it like um, I, I was looking, I, I jumped on YouTube. I was looking at, uh, I think it was a CBS report, and they were talking about all the, uh, the items. So you had some secret items. You had some TS items. And then it was also, you know, even uh, higher than that, there's TSSCI. Um, so he has some items in there that um, I don't I don't know. I don't know the ability. They say the president has the ability to declassify things on, I guess, a whim. I have no idea. But I mean, I mean, there's a level to security. Right. And I'm, I, I'm it's kind of wild that you would go, hey, I want to declassify top secret SCI material. That's crazy. So, so it was interesting that my man. Had boxes of stuff in the crib, um, just chilling. Like I know, if I brought stuff home, it would probably be crazy. If anybody brought stuff home, that's kind of nuts. I mean, it's just kind of weird. Even as the president, it's kind of crazy to be like, "Hey, man, I think I should take these documents home." That's weird to me. You know yeah, but, as, but as a, listen, as a cybersecurity professional, like as a as a cybersecurity professional that works for the government, I'm telling you now. Those that, that those documents weren't declassified, and if they were declassified, they still don't. But they still don't go to his house. That's what I'm saying. That's, you see what I'm saying? It's like that's not how declassification works. You get what I'm saying? We take a whole so, class. <laughs> we got so, to take good class on that. Dude. Yeah, it's like you you have to do like your annual training on how to handle classified documentation. I mean, let me let me tell you how let, tell you how serious it is. If you make a copy of something on the incorrect printer, it's an incident. Yes, <laughs> like that's how serious it is. Like yes. you just was like, oh, I scanned it on the wrong printer, and it's an incident. And this dude yes. got boxes in the crib. Like that's yes. just different. Like it had. First of all, you cannot. You cannot transport classified, top classified information, you know, without some type of process. There's a yep. process, and there's a person that's classified, that's trained and qualified, certified to move that move that documentation. Like I, I got a lab at work. I can't, I can't move classified information from my lab to another lab without having the right processes in place and documentation in place and the right person. That's trained to move the stuff for me, right? So how can yeah. you just put I'm gonna put it in my car and say, 
So the the thing is, I'm, I'm gonna let Clayton and um, Damon get on the, in on this. But the thing I'm looking at is this: there's if it got to his house, there's more to it. Somebody else knows about it. Somebody else knows about it. See what I'm saying? So if it got to his house, somebody else knows about it, and they're involved as well. And what's gonna happen is, I think what's gonna happen is, a lot of people don't want to go to jail. You right. see what I'm saying? So, and a lot of people have gone to prison for Donald Trump, but a lot of people don't want to go to prison for Donald Trump. So, it's people, people gonna start talking. Snitches we'll get stitches little, or whatever, uh, but they gonna start talking. Uh, Damn. Sure, sure. Uh, so, Damon, what you think about, it, about the situation? Okay, so there's levels to everything that we talk about when we talk about the presidency. Y'all touched on it earlier about levels of classification. So there are levels way beyond what we can imagine, especially if you've ever been to the Pentagon or been close to the White House. There is way beyond levels of what we can think about. So you have to also remember what system you live in. So there's nothing going to happen to him. They're going to probably censure him, probably stop him from running. He's not going to prison so people can stop clapping. I'm not a I'm not a, a supporter of any uh, any party or anyone that's in, has been or in an office. But I'm just telling you the truth. This is a circus. It's a circus for us to sit here and pay attention to them and say, "Oh man, look at him, they got him," or you know, for other people to sit here and say, "Oh, it's a trap." You know, when you get to that level, and then you can see, it, put the dots together. You can kick people out the White House and lock the door. Remember when they did that? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They out like Mark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Palmer Rose. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, first of all, your name should be Palmer Rose. But we don't really talk about that. That's another issue, right? Another issue, right? But see, it, on top of that, all presidents are allowed to take information to their residents wherever they they consider to be home, like maybe it's Camp David or the other places that they've been upstate. And when you talk about people in the know, I know folks that was close to all of them. And when I say close, they worked at their communications that was in uniform. And they could tell you some stuff that, you know, that'll make your mind go. So it's a circus. They about it. They may stop him from running. Uh, that's that's probably about as far as it goes. Question, what you think about it? <laughs> I think it's it's just like anything else that we've seen with this particular individual. I agree with D. I'm saying um, even not even knowing all of that stuff, you know, um, just looking at the fact that, that this person is so used to this whole sleight of hand that always when there's something big in the news and they're like, hey, look at this, look at this, but whatever's going on off camera, we don't really know what's actually happening with that. Uh, in the middle of that, then he's trying to, if it was such a small issue, then he wouldn't try to throw off on former pre uh, the president before him. He wouldn't try to say, well, uh, President Obama took 33 million pages worth of whatever, whatever. But the agencies that are responsible for actually housing and securing that information came back and were like, no, 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 we have. Uh, custody of the documents that were taken from the Obama administration. He hadn't even touched them and he doesn't even know anything other than that they are in this particular place. But I see it as, you know, maybe this is another step. And I do hope, I pray actually that this is a step that moves this individual 
farther out of the ability to be able to actually run. But it's it's it is just like everything else that we have seen from him running prior to now to being in running prior to becoming president to being a president all the way through. It's always this right here. Look at these five fingers in the camera and off to the right somewhere there's something else going on because it's a sleight of hand situation. I don't think I'm not looking at this the, the, the silver bullet that will do absolutely anything at all. I just feel like it's going to probably stop him from running and maybe whatever else he's got going on or whatever else he's got cooking for whatever he's trying to do it, it will be quelled a little bit. That's what that's all I see from it. I got a, I got a question. I got a question as well for you, gentlemen. Do you feel just because of the uh, outcry of the, uh, the the Republicans that are in the House and Senate, um, you know, they kind of come to the backing of them. You got a lot of uh, you know those that are of his party that kind of came to the backing. Then you had the FBI, um, the the area or in Cincinnati where they had the, the person that tried to run up in there and shoot them up. And they were saying that that person was also uh, at the uh, Capitol when the Capitol riot situation took place. And he tried to run up and see this daddy, uh, FBI uh, uh, this, uh, detachment that's over there and end up getting shot up. Like, do you feel like no matter what the outcome of this situation is, it's caused uh, uh, pop the possibility for increased um, internal terrorism uh, from those people that that kind of follow Trump's voice. Well, you know, you've seen you've seen down here, and I mean, I didn't mean to jump in, but I saw this thing a couple of hours ago that um, there are some folks. Uh, I don't even know if it's locally, but somewhere close to here. That are, are shouting, "Hey, Civil War! This, that, and the third. I mean, I saw somebody had put a flag out with Arnold Schwarzenegger's body and Trump's head on it, talking about he won't be stopped and all this other good stuff. But there are people that are calling um, for civil war, civil unrest. Uh, and, and the one, the most damaging thing that this cat is actually doing is there are people that blindly follow this idiot, and so in blindly following this idiot, they're gonna step out and do some things." And, and place themselves in danger and place some other folks in danger. And so I, I do I do believe, yes, the short answer is yes, I think that that's going to cause some more issues <clears throat> nationwide because there are people who blindly follow this idiot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ross, what, what, what are you feeling on this situation? You think that's going to uh, turn I, up the uh, situation? I feel like, you know, I, I, I totally agree, man. It's, it's, first of all, you can't, you can't argue with ignorance. Um, you can't continue to, you know, like he said earlier, entertain ignorance. Um, a lot of people, you know, they follow ignorance. They follow, they follow this because this is their savior. You know, this is like Donald Trump is a lot of these, you know, people's savior. It's, 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 it's where their hope lies. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it, it causes the cause for, you know, these people to actually act on violence or act on whatever because they really truly believe this man you know um it's, it's funny i was playing just, just for example i was playing call of duty yesterday and i had a kid had to be you know i don't i play online so i don't know who i'm playing with or whatever but i can hear the kid and the kid sound like he's about seven eight years old you know and 
you know, I went in, had a good game, whatever, killed him probably about 15 times or whatever. <laughs> and this kid, this kid called me the, excuse me, I'm going to say it, the fucking N-word. He's like, mm-hmm. you fucking N-word, you know what I'm saying? He's like, you, that's the worst thing. He's like, you just made the worst mistake of your life. So I'm like, man, if a kid that young can talk to someone like that, you know what I'm saying? The hate, the hate and the, you know, the hate is being, still being taught at an right. early age. You know what I'm saying? We, you would think that at some point in time, you know, all the, when all the old Ku Klux Klan members die off, blah, 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 you know, hatred to die down a little bit. And it's just gotten, you know, with, with, with this, with this the former president, it's just gotten worse. It was able to, they were able to reflame their mission, so to say. So their mission was to derail, you know, uh, minorities into moving, you know, into growth at all, you know, but they lost their voice for a long time. And then when Mr. Trump comes, now all of a sudden, you know, the the flame has been rekindled and now we're about to move, push forward and overthrow everything, you know? Right. So like, 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 like um, Clexton and, um, you know, Damien was saying, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's no, there's no, you know, kind of taming ignorance. Ignorance is there. And mm-hmm. people are going, like, we, I mean, we, we believe what we believe, they believe what they believe, and everything in between, you know, which right. is fine. There's, so there's certain things that we as a culture believe in that we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, but, and there's certain people that we as a culture shouldn't follow. And a lot of our culture follows it, you know. Um, but I feel like the same way it goes, same way on 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 that side as well. You know, they following a pretty much a false god, pretty much. And this person is supposed to, is supposed to lead them into some type of righteous land or whatever. And I don't know. They talk telling you know taking our country back, and you know this is you know we're gonna make America great again. I don't even know what that means, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, hold on. Somebody's writing too. I'm. I'm gonna put people stuff like that as we go. But I feel like, like you said, I don't want to prolong this. But like, like, like everybody, everybody has said, you know, you can't tame ignorance. Let ignorance be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Don't entertain it, and keep moving. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Ismail, what uh, what is your, what is your perspective in that situation? So now you're going to see what makes us. The three of us so much so very different. I see it. Uh, I see it on a totally different from a totally different aspect. Uh, I was taught a long time ago. My father taught me a long time ago, and his his father taught him. Presidents aren't elected; they're selected. So this dude was brought in here to do what he was supposed to do, and when he got ousted, he's now being used as being the boogeyman. That's he's going to be the boogeyman for this November. Okay, this is why this stuff is coming up now. This is 2022. We're in August. He got ousted, what, a year and some change ago? Why are we talking about this now? They knew about this a long time ago. You know, let's just keep it real and be honest about what's going on here. Everything is set up for a particular time. And that's what this is being set up for. That's why a lot of stuff is being set up for that I'm not going to mention that'll get y'all shut down. (laughs) So, yeah, don't get us shut down, dog. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) But. And, and, and again, it may sound like I'm a supporter. I'm not a supporter of the dude at all. I think he's he's well crap. You know what I'm saying? However, comma, uh, I can tell you right now that if he ran, there'd be more black people that vote for him than you would believe because of what they actually saw. Because we'll actually see what's going on. Because this, let's just be honest here. 
the current president is doing everything that you thought Trump would do. And he didn't do that. Let's just keep let's just keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. And even though uh it, it's almost like that old saying, the devil you know, that old that old devil you know type of yeah. thing. You can use the type of person you may hate going to work, but you gotta go to work to get paid. You may hate doing something, but you gotta use whatever you're using to get whatever you're gonna get. And I'm telling you right now, there's a there's a a, a crap ton of black folks that'll be like, you know what? That joker might be the devil, but he about to cut this reparations check. Let's go. Yeah. You know yeah. What I'm saying? yeah. And it's not it's yeah. not in support of dude at all. It's not in it's not in a, a support of the cat that's in there. I don't even like to call their names because they're all charlatans to me. Every single one of them that ever stepped in. And uh the last point is uh is what Rajim was saying about the uh about the dude online or or the kid. It's probably a 12-year-old kid. So a lot of that come and, and it's tying into the former president. A lot of that was already here. A lot of that stuff was already here, you know, uh, when they first stepped on this stolen land that they came and took from us, from all the people that was already here. There were black mm-hmm. folks that were already here before the slave ships arrived. And then we integrated with them because we were forced to. So all that stuff ties in. And, and if we don't know that part, then some of us, okay, some of us and some of our people are gonna fall victim and be like, man, we need to get out and vote again. This is the most important election of our time. Didn't you say that when didn't you say that last time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. one is you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. just be honest and keep it real. And when we do that, then you're gonna see the hand is being played. You're gonna see things as they are and not what people want to show you. Okay. All right, all right. Go ahead. Did we, do, did, we, did we do the round table? Already? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to touch on uh, with the uh, with the FBI? Well, I mean, another thing that uh, that I was seeing was uh, which was interesting. They started getting into the. Um, I saw some Republicans talking about defund the FBI. <laughs> Which was very interesting because everybody, I thought we were all about the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought the police, you know what I'm saying? They get a, a flag with the blue line as well, right? So it was kind of it was kind of interesting that all of a sudden, um, you know, it was uh, defund the FBI situation. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Did y'all, did y'all happen to see that as well, Rajin? I think it's more of uh, anybody who is not for the cause. Like, if you're not for the cause, if you're not for the cause, you're against the cause, right? So that's why the FBI situation came up, because now the FBI is not for the cause. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not for the cause, then you're expendable. You know what I'm saying? So like it's, like, it's, it's, like, D, was, like D was saying, there's a, there's a plan, and once you get a, a piece of the puzzle that's not you know, working for the plan, then you you said it you said it to the side. You know what I'm saying? I saw um I saw I think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene who actually had that that hat and and t shirt that was made that said defund the FBI, which I paid um so little attention to her. I pay more attention to Nats than I do Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um because and I get it that they are there. There, she and Mansion and a whole bunch of the other ones are there, and they are there to create that annoying little buzz, fly, whatever, whatever. Again, I go back to that whole thing that 
something's going on in front of the camera while something else is is out there. And, and call me a conspiracy theorist, but I don't I don't see that sleight of hand is is real, and it's been going on for since the beginning of time for real. Something's going on over here. Let me fool you, try to fool you, and show you um, what I want you to actually see. Um, interesting things, just like they said a little while ago. The thing that makes us so different, so cool, but so different. The 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 whole he has been he's been conscious since <laughs> since we were what fifteen yeah, yeah that, that yeah. dude right there has yeah. been on a <laughs> on a level that and Mr. Ishmael um man has has said some stuff to us and that has grown us to men that, that actually made us uh think about things in a whole different way. So I appreciate, that's the reason I appreciate my brother so much is that we, we've got different sides and, and, and kind of check each other on all of this. The thing about it is, and I, I go more, I was raised more spiritually grounded and all of that. And I'm looking at every bit of that. And a lot of people go, well, you are, you're blind because you just want to pick up a Bible and pray and cry about it. No, that's not what it is. And as far as um, spirituality is concerned, as far as actually looking and being, uh, alerted to what's going on. None of this surprises me. Again, everybody's trying to slight something. Let's say defund the FBI. So so maybe I won't get in trouble. A lot of people don't want to fall on that sword. Rajiv said a little while ago, a lot of people don't want to fall on that sword for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But they didn't also did not realize that this cat is 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 reckless. Whether or not he was brought in to actually do a thing that he did to disturb the inertia or wreck shop or whatever actually he has done and he's done a whole lot of all of that a lot of people don't want to fall on the sword for him and they see like well man this is a slippery slope and a spiral downward that we can't get off of so if i can point out anything that'll keep me out of the limelight let me do it um y'all talked about omarosa she did the same thing which man it was time for her to jump off the ship she wrote a book jumped off uh, learn how to cook green beans. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, like, I'm out of here. In the middle of that, then you know everybody who want, his own daughter has jumped off the, the 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 hamster wheel, or seems to. And I think she just jumped off to try to save her husband. It don't, it's not about her. And yeah. the is kept. I can say something else that. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't think that his first wife just died and fell down steps by herself. Let me say that. Out loud. Yo, me. hey, hey, hey. Wait you, know a you know what? You know what's actually crazy? You know what's actually crazy? I I didn't realize that I happened to hear somebody else talk about it. Man, he buried her on the third hole of his golf course. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like what? That's wild. You and see it like off, and you be like. Hold up, uh, she right, right there. Like, she right there? This is a lady who said, when, she first, when he first started going through all of this, she said, he is not going to back down. He's a big crybaby. He's going to kick and moan and cry and scream. He's still going to suffer the fact that he's going to suffer, and he's still going to keep going. He'll never, he'll never. She was the first person to say, y'all got what y'all paid for. That's what it is. Yeah, you yeah. think she just died and fell down some stuff? This lady was 196 years old and has been living in upstairs houses all the time. She went, Did she die by herself? No, nah, dog, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, this gonna be a it's gonna be a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> what the, the title? Yeah. What the stairs say? Yeah. 
It's always something. Let me show you my hand because what's going on off the camera? That's what and, and they the blind followers for some reason they have absolutely no rhyme or reason and they don't have the legions of people following them, so they look silly doing it. Um, he looks ridiculous at the end of the day, but he's got 12 or 13 different Rudy Giuliani's and folks like that. And the dude from My Pillow, I have never seen him on that infomercial with a cross. I saw him on his infomercial with a cross hanging on his shirt. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yo, hey, hey, was that the worst business plan ever? Is that he was like, I'm going to attach my My Pillow to this dude? Like, right. that went all down here. Like, he was like, what are you doing? Now this dude got my shoes, my socks. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, my socks, my footies. Like you got everything. Right, they aren't they are cushioned like 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 Donald Duck, Trump, like Donald Trump is. They aren't cushioned, but his level of cushioning, his levels of cushioning are actually peeling back. So you know. Set up right. or not, I'm simply saying that there were people that are falling that were falling on the sword, but now people that are falling on the sword are looking at some real serious time, jail time. Rudy Giuliani right, right, don't right. care about to die in ten minutes anyway. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. Well, I mean, uh, I think we kind of covered a lot of angles there on old uh, Mr. Trump. There, Trump, Trumping. You know what I'm saying? He was up there Trumping, doing what Trump does. So it's kind of crazy that uh, he popped back up in the news. I was hoping that we would not have to deal with that ever again, but hey, man, he's back, and uh, it seems like uh, our boy down here, the uh, DeSantis, is going to try to, uh, you know, saying resurrect that again when uh, the old uh, voting comes around. So we'll see how that goes and everything. But on, let's bring a happy note. On August 11th, 1973, hip hop was born. Man, it was hip hop's birthday. Hip hop's yeah, birthday was this week. You gotta represent hip hop's yeah. birthday. It was great doing good so, things. So we had to represent for hip hop's birthday. So you know the culture officially created a party held inside an apartment building in Bronx, New York, on this day, uh, forty nine years ago. So uh, I got questions. What's up? I got questions. I got questions. This, you know what I'm saying? I oh, mean, okay. I, I said I grew up in hip hop. You know uh -huh. These two. These two dudes, we, you know, so we always grew up in music doing something, whatever. But how the hell y'all know hip hop was born on that day? Like, <laughs> that was the party, man. <laughs> Who was hip hop? Man? I, I didn't know. What was the defining moment when y'all said, you know what? That's hip hop right there. You know Damn. What that's what it was. Who, August 11th. Was you there? But, but I'm saying, what happened? What happened? What particular? I was about, I was about to read it to you, but you interrupted. I, I need to know. Okay, so on August 11, 1973, Clive Campbell, aka DJ Cool Hurt, and his sister Cindy Campbell hosted a back to school party from the rec uh, from the recreational room at uh, 1520 Sedgwick Avenue in the Bronx. Also, you can see uh, those people talk about that particular party. Uh, it's on one of the documentaries that they had in uh, on Netflix. Uh, I think it was like the history of hip hop. Uh, they had a documentary on that, and they talk about it as they go through the history of hip hop, and they actually talk about this uh, back to school jam that was considered the beginning of hip hop. But Boom. that's my there question, though. Who made that particular after school jam the damn? The, oh, why, like, what? What if somebody had a party the day before that? They just asked out. 
Hey, you got. Hey, you know what? It, you know what it's called? It's called marketing. Guess what? He ain't jump on it. There it is. Don't be. Don't be mad because because you made a car after Ford made a car or before Ford made a car, but Ford was better at marketing the situation. You see what I'm saying? Like that's what that's how it go down. That's America. Hey man, so, so we just stole hip hop. <laughs> First, 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 the Native American not is. This is bullshit. <laughs> well, who we stealing from? It was us. Well, truth, truth be told, y'all know where the word comes from, right? Oh snap! So it it, it comes from two places. Okay, uh, I think the dude's name was Calvin. He started. You know where he got hip hop from? The word hip. This is this is going to be in the, in the museum. He got it from the army. He got it from Cadiz. Yeah, yeah, he got it from Cadiz. Stories about him picking the word that child pedophile Africa. They put it together and put the words hip hop. That's not coming to be. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look, y'all gonna stop slapping about like, this. Man, I- <laughs> Oh, y'all know? Y'all didn't Look, know? I didn't no. research that. I didn't research that. I didn't. I didn't go that deep. Okay. I didn't go that deep. Hey. Yeah, you got. You got. You got. You got to talk about it now. You can't just lie about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking notes right now. I'm just. <laughs> Man. Uh, I, I want to know what happened. Oh, you talking about what Bambi? Yeah. Oh. 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 I'm sorry. Know y'all was waiting on that. So he has a truck, he has a couple of charges on some dudes when they were 15 years old back in the 80s. And he literally did, he did something to them. One of the dudes, um, um, right now, has a Dominican cat is there, and the other cat, uh, they've actually had legislation come about. You know, to try to get him and get him in prison and get him all kinds of charges. This is real stuff. And, uh, you know, he came up in that in uh, the mighty Zulu Nation, which was all up, up there, East Coast and New York base. They were community organizers that from gangbangers. They came from gangbangers to be community organizers. And he was one of the big, big time gangbangers back in the day. But everybody knew he was fruity. You know, he was like that. He was LGBTQ to keep it PC. So. He was messing with little boys, and that's real talk. Yeah, he was messing what? with little boys. One of the big, yeah. Big time game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a thing on Vice, and they were talking about, uh, I guess, the, all this information came out in 2016. That's about right. Um, yeah. So they were talking about that this stuff came out in 2016. Um, looks like, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is uh kind of interesting, you know. You have the, I guess, the read the article and whatnot. It's on Vice.com uh, to get a little in-depth detail on some of those things. So it's, it was kind of interesting how, uh, uh, I guess that that's going about. So there's information out there. So if you want to know, that's crazy about uh, African Bambada and those accusations. Not sure, you know, what I'm saying uh, have they they came about of anything as of right now, but uh, it does have some things that describe. Uh, uh, alleged molestation and things of that nature. After your hmm. man so we have learned something new today. I had no What's idea. That? Never, uh, never researched anything uh, that far in that situation. So 
that's interesting. So for all y'all out there, go research. Because that was uh that's new, new and approved right there. So all right, but um, here we go. Let's go. Uh, we're gonna keep it pushing. I got a little more uh interesting news uh that I saw out here besides hip hop birthday. You know what I'm saying? I try to make it a light situation, but it got dark. <laughs> some reason <laughs> it got dark for some reason. I was trying to do happy birthdays, and then all of a sudden we done we done went uh went on the dark side. So all right, <laughs> well we gonna we gonna keep it moving. Uh, and now we got uh you know I, I thought it was kind of interesting how um you know uh, Irv Gotti has been out here spilling the beans about a lot of stuff, man. And I'm like, dang, he been crushing a shot. like, like she ain't about nothing. He ain't said nothing about nobody else. On Murder Inc., but he's been destroying Ashanti with all the different things that he's been saying about her. Um, you know, he talked about how he he uh one uh, I guess a sexual escapade he had with it ended up being a, a song that she made. He uh ended up talking about how um let's see, let's see what else did he have on here. He was out here just wilding out a little bit you know so uh have you guys seen or heard of any of these uh things and and what do you think about you know 20 years later somebody just dropping the dirt you, you ever drop a dirt on somebody 20 years after the fact talk to me routine. hey so like real talk man I, I think it's a coward move to be honest with you um i think he's trying to stay relevant which he's not anymore um i i read some i read something about the article or whatever and then i um, I seen something that uh, Ja Rule has said, pretty much the same thing. Like, you know, he think it's some BS or whatever. Um, somebody else said it. Um, somebody, a couple, couple, couple of people came out and said that it was some, you know, pretty much some garbage he was trying to put out or whatever. Irv God is no longer relevant. I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes or anything, but he's not relevant. So, you know, Shanti's kind of coming back out and then, you know, kind of hitting the scene again or whatever. And for you to try to use her to make yourself look like you was somebody such that such is I think it's a punk move. Ashanti was at that time, well, she was what 17, 18, 19 years old. She was young. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, you know, it's not like he said something that was, you know, relevant to anybody. Nobody gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? You you just an old clown now, pretty much. Right. You know, and now since you're not relevant, you put stuff out. So whatever. Yeah, it's kinda it's kind of crazy the uh uh the the info that this man has been going to and the links that he's been going to 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 uh, kind of put people out there on front street, especially going after a young lady as yeah. of Ashante, which was the only lady that was on the label that was actually doing something for y'all. And yeah. for him to kind of go that route to just attack her, it was kind of yeah. wild. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was kind of wild for him to uh, kind of go at her. So, what do you uh, what do you think, there, uh, uh, Mister Ishmael? You said, is there any uh, conspiracies or uh, deep things that we need to know about this situation? No, 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 no. <laughs> you got the info, man. Like, yeah, no. yeah, he be knowing. You never, oh, you know, Earth got an alien, right? <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, I didn't even know. It was a punk move. You know what I'm you don't, you don't do that like that. Yeah, yeah. Even kiss and tell. You know, and you know, like like y'all already said, what 20, 20, 30, almost thirty years later. You know, you're talking about this woman. She's a grown woman right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You you got a wife and kids. I think you had a wife and kids when that was going on. And then you come out talking about this stuff like that. It really makes you look soft and make you look like a sucker. Um, exactly. and, and more than anything. 
you know, as a man. And, and to be quite honest with you, it's at a it's at a horrible time for black folks because there is this there's this silent war between black men and black women that you know we ain't doing what we're supposed to do, and then we looking at them as you know getting BBLs and all of those type of stuff. So he's kind of feeding that 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 narrative and that beast that you got to be going against a sister out there in public. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And all it is is he got his feelings hurt. He might have got him a little something. She said no after that. You know, she got with Nelly, and he she was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm with Mr. Ripped. I ain't with, you know, Mr. Cobra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, you know, she got tired of that. So I can't pick your belly up no more. You got to hold your own. Belly. Yeah. It's getting it's hot in here. Your ass. Uh, you loop warm like a motherfucker. It's hot because you heavy on me. That's what it is. You're you hot in it's your grandma, y'all. I don't need to. What would I be without you? Nothing, you ain't this shit. Every thug is a lady. What you think? What you think, Clay? It looks like it's uh I think there. that um can y'all hear me? I'm just yeah, talking. I got you. We got you. I think that um we got other we got no, that was just me. That was me in the, on the on my other phone. Oh, you yeah, oh, trying up. to bring? He's yeah, trying to have all. He's trying to have all type of angles. You know yeah. what I'm mean? saying? He said yeah. you can't just look at the right side. Like, we know. I knew you yeah. had like three personalities, but shit. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be logging in from other phone. That's Jerome. That was CJ. This is Clexton. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel just like you all said. That was a real punk move, though. It's just it's it's super punk. First of all. There's a lot of stuff he's trying to bring out. Her music said the kind of person that she is or whatever she was looking at as far as that's concerned. We don't need you to do that. You are a grown man that now, again, you're trying to get some airplay. Your 15 minutes is up, brother. Go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. Um, find you some other way to get you to, to generate you another stream of, of income and quit quit uh, feeding this narrative that that is actually the destruction of hip hop, the destruction of our people, this whole, like, just like they said, this whole battle between man, woman, uh, brothers and sisters, all of this good stuff is going crazy. That's the same thing as when I see people say, well, they put up five different people and say, one of these people has to go and all of their music. My response is always, I'm not choosing any of them. I have lost enough of my brothers and my sisters. I They were all relevant in whatever form that they were and whatever, whatever face and, st and state that they were in. I may not have chose one, of, one above the other as far as they wouldn't be on my top 100. However, I am not going to erase the legacy and the work of any of my brothers and my sisters. And for what this, this gentleman is trying to do, he is trying to erase her relevance and at the same time, bring more light to him. That's yeah. dumb. That so, hey, on that note, I got a question for you. All right, talk to me. Because my wife and I had this conversation earlier, right? Because I'm riding, I'm riding into the beach. I'm going to Daytona. You know what I'm saying? Living my best life. You know got what I'm saying? And then I'm listening to um, R. Kelly. Leg shaking, right? So then I kind of felt some type of way because I'm like, man. Should I be listening to R. Kelly? You know what I'm saying? So the debate has been since this whole thing went down. Are we supposed to be listening to R. Kelly still? Is are we separating the artist from the person? Or are we just not listening to R. Kelly at all? So who wants to go first? I, I, I got I got I got a I got a just a statement. 
I would say, all right, so, you know, talk, that people talk about this with, like, uh, O.J. Simpson and things of that nature, right? right? <clears throat> O.J. Simpson, the thing that he did wasn't the same thing that he did for a living. So him murdering his uh, ex-wife, <clears throat> he played football. Two different, to- to- two totally different things. When you look at R. Kelly's situation, why it makes you feel some type of way is because you literally can think about the lyrics that he's saying that he could be talking about a 12 to 13 year old person. And that's what makes it weird and strange because most of the time, just like, hey, hip hop, hip hop, perfect example. We want somebody that ass real living the lyrics. Is this your real life? Not telling us a story. Not telling us a story of that happened to somebody else. We want that really real. You know what I'm saying? We keep it real, 100%, all that. So when we think about music, at least in the black community, knowing hip-hop is kind of the the, the leader in that, hip-hop R&B, we thinking about, like, oh, this really happened. Yeah, Usher's confession. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, most of the hip-hop joints, like, Murder Was the Case by Snoop. People was like, yo, that's the joint because... Hey, he really went through that, and he's telling a story of his life of how these things really happened. And then when you listen to R. Kelly, you be like, that's kind of like that's like that's like listening to a pedophile. That's almost like watching a pedophile video. You be like, that's gross. Like you don't want to have that in your mind. So that's the kind of that's kind of how I feel when that R. Kelly come on. You be like, oh man, this this dude could have been pinning these. Thinking about a 12 to 13 year old while you up here trying to reminisce, you know what I'm saying? Lovey dovey on the wife. You know that the lyrics didn't come from him doing grown up things with grown up people. It was on some other stuff. So that's where usually I get, that's kind of where I get my mind from. So talk to me, Mr. Ismail, if, uh, if you disagree. <laughs> so was he an alien? Like, tell, like, then that changes the whole thing. Because then he's like, whatever. Yeah, he, he, he was he was alien. The dude was. Why <laughs> well, you playing for real? <laughs> I'll be like, oh shoot, that changes the whole thing. Now I can yeah. listen to I can yeah. listen to R. Kelly. Right. Right. Well, well, three CDs, Area Fifty One. He, he, he was extraordinary. So think about this: a lot of stuff coming out after he's already he's he's been locked up, and a lot of stuff that a lot of people like myself didn't know. But if we being 100% honest and we're not trying to be the thought police of people, you're going to listen to whatever you want to listen to. Because just like this shirt I got on, I don't know who made this shirt. I don't know if they hate black folks. I don't know if they hate me because I'm taller than them or whatever the case may be. But you know the they like money. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the difference with us is, and where a lot of us aren't being honest, is we knew this before the trial. Come on, man. We do this way back when the, when the tapes came out. Keep it, keep it a buck. Everybody saw the tapes. I ain't watching. Okay? But and he, yeah, was, I got he was still he was still popular. He was still trending. He was still writing. I believe I can fly. Was one of the greatest songs around the world. Let's just be. Let's just keep it a hundred. And if you're going to convict him, which he is guilty of some things, let's, I'm not gonna sit here and say the dude didn't do something. Where the parents at? Them parents need to be right along with them. Every single parent. You had grown men on television talking about their daughters because they had let their daughters go with this man. Okay. 
I don't have no issue listening to his music because I separate the person from whatever they did. All right. So that has no bearing on me. Now, some of them I'd be like, okay, you know, he got one with Jay-Z called Come to Daddy. I'm not, I'm not going there. No, you, you gotta take it all. Yeah. If you well, gonna take one, you gotta take it no, all. If you no, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta take it all. The whole catalog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, you gotta take the but, whole catalog. But, so, <laughs> hey, go ahead, Clayson, then I go after you. I, I. <laughs> so, 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 what? Think about this, and, and we went. We we have had this conversation forever now. When we were children, we used to we used to do parodies and satirical songs based on all of this stuff. Remember, on the bus we were going up to Tuskegee and all this other good stuff. If you all remember, we had this conversation when we were kids. Anybody who told a girl that you remind me of my Jeep, we knew it way back in those days. We already we had these conversations back then, and then going through, and then okay. The confirmation was okay. The tape came out, and then Dave Chappelle did the thing, and all that other good stuff. We already knew that this stuff was up with, the, with this with this cat to the level that it is right now. We dive no. There's plenty of stuff that we probably don't know, but I'm going to tell you the truth. The the music that I enjoyed, I enjoyed that music. I still do listen to some of that music. I do not agree with the mindset. I had a feeling, and it, it just it was a feeling in the pit of my pit of my that. This was the, the way that he was in the beginning. We all knew about the Aaliyah situation. She was too young. And again, you're also talking about pe- people, parents, especially the one that made this really, really popular, that dad in Atlanta who took his child to R. Kelly, who took him, her to him, hand-delivered his baby to this gentleman. And then when he could, could no longer speak to her, then he's all of a sudden the victim and his his poor little daughter, you sold your child to this man. You did that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like the music that I like. Like you said, I believe I could fly uh, the remake of Sadie, all kinds of stuff that he did. I really, really enjoyed it. And I disagree, Brother Lofton. I do not have to take that whole catalog uh, because anything that is against what I am ideologically, Brother, I could love you and the shirt that you got on. I couldn't deal with it, so I'd probably black out your shirt and still listen to what you're saying. You feeling what I'm saying? It's not. It's not. I'm not a narrow-minded person that says that this man he accomplished all that he did in music. I can't say erase his entire catalog because it'll never happen. It'll absolutely. No, I mean, I, I would say you're you're speaking on actuals compared to. Like, yeah, his catalog is never going to go anywhere. They're going to always make money off his catalog. It's always going to be there. It's not going to go anywhere. That's the biggest thing. I just look at it like my situation is I look at inspiration for songs. And I go like his inspiration for songs was not the same as my inspiration for listening to the song. And I look at it like, yeah, you, you have situations that you totally understand. Hey, Snoop. He talking about smoking. His inspiration is smoking. Kind of goes with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can kind of see, hey, somebody telling the story. Cool. They, that was some, something they came from. But his inspiration is R&B. His inspiration, if we're going to if we're gonna talk about it the way it is, we probably going to look at it and go, his inspiration was not of the uh, legal type. I feel you. But and that's, you- all I, that's all I can do because I'm, especially being a music creator, and producer, you like those things. 
I think you, in that way. So are you going to walk out of the room? Though? Are you going to walk out of the room when you got you in a place, everything's going on, and all of a sudden every, everything gets quiet, and you hear, do you mind if I give you some of my – are you going to leave? But so listen. I so that's where the curveball comes in. At. That's different. This, yeah, this is I mean, if it's, it's, it's <laughs> not on, it's not on my playlist. But listen, I tell you that it's not this, on my playlist. Put yourself in that. Okay, so put yourself in that same room, right? This is where the curveball comes at, and R. Kelly has done something to your child personally. Mm-hmm. Listen, and you about so, to rock it. And like, you play in, that. And if you didn't, if you in that room, and R. Kelly comes on, and he yeah, after right. he raped your child, <laughs> are you gonna leave the room? You on the wife, like, yeah, that's the jam. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know like, what I'm come on, dude. That's where the curveball comes yeah, in. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. He'd be like, let, let me see that. That's what I want to see. Go ahead, Damon. If I, if I could interject for a moment, especially on that last point. So I'm a, I'm from I'm cut from a different cloth. Uh, if R. Kelly did anything to any of my, my loved ones, it would not, we would not be singing none of his songs. You'd be singing hymns. You did. <laughs> It's not hey, that look, type of party. Right. His, not his that song, type of party. His songs, yeah, yeah. the thing is, is that <laughs> in CD land, his songs disappear because you got to go buy them. But now well, in stream world, so they so, never go anywhere. So the thing, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. Here's the difference, though. If if anybody, and, and it's a personal issue, because I think what you're speaking about on Brother Lofton is a personal issue, and I get mm-hmm. it. If it's a personal issue, it's a personal issue. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. I look at things from a macro level and try my best to keep them out of a micro level. And if it's micro to me and personal, then I'm going to keep it like that. Right. If that's the case for me on song, and I'm a lover of music more than many could imagine, on song, then I have a problem with the national anthem in the third stanza. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So totally understand. And where it comes from. And I get what you're saying on the creative spot. on, On Where did you come from that? So a lot of that, and, and Cleston hit on it a minute ago, if you lost your mother and Sadie come on, you're not turning that off. You dig what I'm saying? Or if you lost someone close to you, or I believe I can fly, inspired you, you're not turning that off. So, it, you know, there's, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thin line between the two and what, you, what we're saying, but mm-hmm. we also have to look at what he's being used for because he's not going to see a dime of that money ever again. However, comma, the people that are in, in control of that, they're going to make billions and billions and billions of dollars because this oh, music yeah. is going to resurface. It's resurfacing right now as we speak. Always. Always. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, yeah. It, there's a line. That's why I look at the, when you look at the whole thing in totality, them dudes weren't men. There's not a man alive that's going to allow his daughter to go through something Come on, like man. that. And this dude's still oh, breathing. There's, yeah. there's, not, there's nothing on this planet that's going to stop me from getting you home, boy. Whoever yeah. you are. Yeah. And as a as a chaplain, I used to have to deal with these people. As a chaplain in the prison system, you know, I, I, do I do I say I'm not going to see this gentleman because he's coming down to the chapel because of whatever his issues are? Because ideologically, I completely disagree with what you. I, I get that you're in jail, and just like D said, you mess with one of mine. Um, I it's a completely different party. It's it's a real short one. Uh, but it's a completely different party. Um, it is. I, I have told a gentleman before, hey, look, everything I got, I'll dump it between your eyes if you mess with mine and and, and meant it. Mm-hmm. And and because that's the way that it works. But you know, when I look at 
when I look at the whole, like you said, in the in totality, when I'm sitting in the office and these cats come down because somebody's doing the things to them back in the dorm that they used to do to somebody else, am I supposed to say, man, get out of my office. You actually deserve that. You own that. How do I believe? That's my whole thing. How do I believe? So where it comes to, do I separate the situation? Yeah, you're here because that's what you did. Um, what you get, you're getting. But is, is what you're getting the correct thing to be got, gotten by you? Hey, see now, on that level. So I only is, got I only got one thing with that, right? I only got one thing with that. So now does that does that mentality tie into uh you know the things that we've been trying to overcome as a people? Because we're trying to have other people jump on our boat to help us do what we need to do, but they like, hey, that's not my problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our, our, you know what I'm saying? Because it's the same thing as the music situation. You're going like, all right, well, hey, you know, I can separate. And that's a whole different situ situation. But just like racism, you got people like, hey, I didn't experience it. Or it wasn't around me. Or I don't do it. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? Y'all do what y'all need to do. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going, nah, we can't. Like, we want people to jump on it and cancel and be like, no, be with us. This isn't right, whatever, whatever. But if you got people that's like, hey, I never see it. I don't participate in it. I treat everybody that's minority the, the way they're supposed to be treated. Then, hey, that's not my problem. Like, that's a, that's kind of like uh, in that same vein, the micro, macro, where you go like, well, hey, man, hey, Kelly, Kelly ain't do nothing to my kids. So I'm a rocket. And you be like, well, damn, he did this something to somebody, kid. No different yeah. than, you know, racism. He called somebody a nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we should be bad. He ain't called me a nigga, so hey, cool. Man. Hey, I'm with a, that being I'm said, whoever kid that would have called me, I'm looking for. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? I'm, that, that's why. That's why I kind of went with the hey, man. When you got to take, when you take that song, you got to take the catalog. Like that's how I look at it because I'm like, hey, I'm trying to treat everybody the way I want to be treated, not individually. Like, hey, no matter if the person cut me off in Florida and everybody want to shoot each other in Florida, or you cut somebody off, I'll be like, hey, man. You know, don't shoot me. I won't shoot you. We all good. We just chilling, man. We just trying to get to where we need to get to. So that's at least that's where I get my at least a, a little bit of my mindset on that, because I don't I don't necessarily separate those things. because I look at it in all aspects like, oh, nah, and there is it. a right and a wrong, though. I say that there is a right yeah. and a wrong. And if I'm still breathing, the wrong that I my wrong is no different than your wrong. OK, uh -huh. so if I shot your dog. I mean, I still shot your dog. I mean, does that yeah. make the fact that this person's a pedophile any worse than now? We do put we do compartmentalize and we put levels on it. But in 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 my world and in my word, um, it says a sin is a sin, and all sin, you know, hey, it stinks in the nostrils of God. Yeah. So that's where yeah. I am. So wrong is wrong, right is right, but all sin is not unto death either, right? So mm -hmm. While you have to pay for what you've actually done, then everything that you do in this skin, you got to pay for it. At the same time, you can be forgiven, but I'm gonna let God forgive you. I ain't really got to. I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to. I don't have to participate in your foolishness. You're mm -hmm. still a human being. I don't have to participate in your foolishness. But then you step across the line. Say, I'm still a man, and there's a time and a place for everything. And I might have to drop you if you mess with mine or me. And that's just right. the truth. Yeah, understand that. Totally understand that. Go ahead. Man, so that was a nice rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
Go ahead, no. Mr. Ismail. What's up? No, no, it's a it's a rabbit hole we need to go down because it, it uh, in totality in what you're saying, because you brought up the big word, you brought up the big word in racism. And mm -hmm. it, I'm of the me myself, and more people, I ain't gonna say are thinking like me, but are becoming like-minded to believe I don't need nobody's help to fix my problems mm. when it comes to racism because racism ain't nothing but white supremacy and white supremacy is racism that's that's really the bottom line to it and it it, it comes down to I hate to say it but it's almost like splitting hairs with who understands that who knows that and who truly believes that and sees what it actually is and it's not a, it's not a race thing like my skin color race that's the way it was given to us. We didn't create right. that, right? Mm -hmm. But we are in it, all right? It's like when you're at when you're in war, if somebody brings war upon you, you didn't start right. it. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of uh, kind of goes on what Clayson was saying before. When you bring it, watch what you're asking for cuz I'm going to get what you what you asked for. I'm going to give you what you asked for twice. I'm going to give it right. to you twice. So when you're talking about things in totality with everything is run on the planet by white supremacy, whether we want to believe that or not. That is not a statement for anybody to jump on board and say whether I'm right or I'm wrong. The facts stand out as what they are in all nine areas of activity. And if you've ever heard anybody say that, then they've heard and listened to one of the great thinkers and writers of our time, and his name is Neely Fuller Jr., all right? That, that man's still living in his 80s. And him and Dr. Francis Crest Welsing wrote this in the 70s. And why do I say that? that in totality and what you're speaking on brother lofton is because they predicted what ha what is going on right now you couldn't have told me when we were coming up in high school and even in the 2000s and the 2010s that you i would see black men in dresses in the way that it is right now and the way that it's being promoted they said that in the 70s and 80s so i go along the lines on where that comes from and what it actually is so when the word racism, racism is brought up amongst black folks, it's a different conversation I can have with them. And even amongst white folks, I can tell them that you're not really who you think you are. OK, those people that y'all were talking about before that, you know, uh, that, that's going along with the MAGA crowd and all that, man, please. They they ain't really the white folks that they really think they are. You know, they think they're yeah. doing something. They ain't really doing nothing. Let's just mm -hmm. let's just keep it above. They know they ain't the real white folks that's running stuff. They're not running mm -hmm. a single thing. All they're doing is acting out on emotion. And if you ever notice, when they run up on a real one, a black person that they, they just got hands, they all fold like lawn chairs. Whether they fall mm -hmm. by pressure or they tuck their tail and run. What well, and it could be a black a black man or a black woman. It doesn't matter. That's that's mm -hmm. what all that stuff really boils down to. But you made the mention of saying that. We want people to know that that that's gone. That died with the 60s. That died with the 70s and 80s. I'm not, we shouldn't be looking for anybody to get along and understand what logic is. Logic tells you that you should not be racist towards someone because of the color of their skin that right. your people created. We didn't create it. Nice. Well, look, man, I love this. This this you know, this is really going in, in a great direction because I'm learning. You know I'm trying I'm to like, tell some jokes today, yeah, but uh, it's yeah, gotten yeah. a little. Uh, I love. Hey, I knew. Look, I I know my brothers, man, both of them, and I knew why I brought them in because I knew I wanted to get this knowledge. That's why you should have let you should have let me know. I would, uh, you know, what I'm saying wear a monocle 
and I would have had a smoking jacket on, and I would have been ready for you know what I'm saying to be Professor Hayes. Like you have me out here, not the monitor. You, like like you would have wore your temple bun, and you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd have been ready to go. You know what, you know what I'm saying? I would have had a and everything. Because I grew up, hey, I grew up Mr. Ishmael. I grew yeah. up with uh, and I and I'm talking about Mr. I'm talking about Mr. Ishmael, the, the, the Mr. Ishmael, the senior Mr. Ishmael. He was, he was Mr. Ismail when he was 10. Oh, <laughs> he was like, Mr. Ismail. You wild. <laughs> hey, man, we need, to get, hey, we need to get moving, though, man. Um, hey, let's let's keep it riding. Let's keep it riding. I got I got one more thing for y'all real quick before we uh we move into the music situation. Um, Snoop, he got a cereal. You know what I'm saying? I just want to let y'all know. Say what, if y'all want to get some Snoop cereal... He teamed hey. up with my dude, Master P, with his food initiative, where he's trying to get black people, you know what I'm saying, owning the food and putting it out there. Okay. Now my man, uh, bro, he got Brodus food. So he got his own food section underneath the Master P umbrella. And okay. he got daggone Snoop Loops. You know what I'm saying? Get you some Snoop Loops. If y'all hey. out there, get some daggone Snoop Loops. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make sure you get you some daggone Snoop Loops, man. Like that's <laughs> all. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. I'm promoting black people this. We, yes, hey. uh, we got Professor Ismail on here. I want to make sure that I keep my black card. We got to uh, promote black <laughs> people black out card. here and keep doing what we got to daggone do. Master P's doing his thing. Hey, where can and you we, find Snoop Loops? I, look, I don't know. Like right now, I guess it's gonna be in the grocery store here coming soon. But uh, you can jump on the website. It was out there. Uh, the website is uh, TrueTankSoldiers.com. Brodus Foods. You can check it out and go Click. see about getting you new loots doing the daggone thing. All right. They better, they better not put that shit in barns. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, they're gonna be everywhere. Check your local Kroger's or I don't know if it's going to get in Publix. I don't know, but go get you some Snoop Loops and do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, hey, they may be, they may be priced right. I don't know. You know, they won't be there. They'll, they'll be wherever you find uh, rap chips. Where them rap chips at? <laughs> or you find the rap chips. You got to go to the hood store get, get rap you, chips. Get you some uh, Nicki Minaj rap chips. Get you some Migos. Get you some Migos Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be right beside them joints. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. Now we're going to move on to the music of the daggum week. We're going to keep it pushing, keep it moving. Music of the week. Uh, here we go. Let's ride. You know what I'm saying? For August 14, 2022. Got a lot of stuff going on. We got a uh, few artists that came out. Main thing that I look at, uh, I'm not sure if Rod Wade's thing came out. Black Thought, Danger Mouse. Uh, the game came out with Drillmatic. Uh, you got a Little Za. Uh, all these other cats. Destroyed Lonely, Meg The Stallion. Uh, you know, Freddie Dredd. Uh, some of the new people came out with some good stuff. Things of that nature. But our mid catch up spotlight the game drillmatic hearts versus minds 30 tracks there's a lot of daggone tracks so there had to be something that was good in there and i found some stuff he had some good daggone songs that were in there man no falls was one of my favorites had push a t and two chains 
uh chrome slugs and harmony it does have a nice little uh bone thugs and harmony sample that's in there it has little wayne and g uh herbo up in there fortunate kanye west drizzy and the chiller and then ruby rose i really like the ruby rose joint just because has one of my uh favorite most underrated rappers twister was getting busy at the beginning of that joint what? so i really enjoy that um you know he was he was back to his old self man he gotta be what twister like 70 and he still be like, he be killing it. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how you talk that fast. Like, it's, he be out there mashing them joints. So, uh, for sure, check out the game joint. You know, jump on your uh, your normal uh, streaming uh, website to check it out uh, and, and find out if you like what game's putting out there. Of course, game also, he went hard in the paint at Eminem uh, with the Black Slim Shady diss track. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? You can find that out there, too. He was uh, out there giving it to him uh, pretty deeply. So once again, Mick Cantrell, Spotlight, The Game, Dramatic, Hearts versus Minds, and, uh, you know, my go-tos, uh, Man or uh, No Man Falls, uh, Chrome Slugs, and Harmony, Fortunate, and Ruby Rose. Good stuff out there. Good stuff. Uh, let's see right here. Let's see right here. Let's see. How long do you think it's gonna take before Eminem come back with a uh, with a reply? Uh, he, I don't know. That was an interesting. Uh, it was an interesting, interesting uh, song that he came out with. It had a lot of different stuff in there. He kind of went it fifty a little bit, went it Dre a little bit. He talking about not being on aftermath. You know what I'm saying? So um, and then and then he went hard and then painted M. M probably could come with some stuff, but you know what makes it different is that uh games of blood and he you know what i'm saying so it makes a difference when you got like that eminem doesn't have nobody but 50 and dre like they ain't nobody i mean d12 but like that's right though i mean i'm saying you have a look, look, uh, i mean you can have thug in you have you but not seen how eight many miles? but how many people was riding with you it looked like on eight mile eminem was up there by himself like there wasn't like a crew, hey, you can't and he was like, you "I'm can't. that dude," and I got a whole shit about B Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> when your name B Rabbit, you buy yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, what I'm saying. Know, hey, <laughs> hey what, I guarantee you, hey, M- MGK knew what knew the fire was though. He got that smoke. <laughs> Joe well, Bunn, hey, Joe Bunn caught that smoke. You know look, all, all solo dudes ain't got no teams. He got money. When you got money, you got teams. You got squad. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm buying, nobody, I'm buying, look, nobody can if I got money, I'm or, buying or goons. Game. You know what I'm saying? Right okay. now, y'all three my goons. I, I know hey. y'all long as my <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't killing nobody for you. So, I mean, we can go ahead. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Man. that was what Eminem was saying. <laughs> uh, when he put it out there, like, Eminem was like, yo, you go get them. They was like, nah, dude, I do uh, accounting. Why are you t- asking me to go get somebody? Like, that don't hey. happen, dog. <laughs> hey, don't, don't test Eminem gangster. <laughs> and you like, look, I understand you said the game of blood, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Didn't the nigga, didn't the nigga have a butterfly on his face at some point in time, like for women's rights? Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, people got all type of stuff on their face now. It, Drake got something on his face, so is he? Young? I mean, I don't even know Who? no more. Drake, do it, yep, yeah. I mean, you, you should know. I mean, you, you, Lil Wayne, that's your dude, that means that's. So yeah, but Drake I, ain't, your dude, I don't know Drake. how many tattoos Drake got. Yeah, I, 
Uh, well, we gonna keep it moving. We gonna keep it moving. It is interview time. We here. Uh, probably should have put Mister uh, Ismail on there. That was my bad. So we gonna go ahead and jump into the interview segment here with Mister Ismail. Talk to me, sir. What was the uh, what was the catalyst? You being a veteran, what was the catalyst for you jumping in, jumping into the military mindset? Um, you know. And end up being a retiree here in the military. What what got you into the military? So as uh, Rajin would tell you, I I I didn't want nothing to do with it. That we had a recruiter <laughs> that would come around our school, uh, and I That's still a good remember recruiter. His name was Kerry Rivers. <laughs> it wasn't him. It wasn't him. My mother had got my mother had gotten sick, so uh, she was struck with cancer. And then I remember I was at basic training. And he called me and we was on the phone and he told me, hey, man, you can make her your dependent. And that's what I tried to do. So eventually she passed before I went in and I just stuck with it. That's that's literally what happened. Got you, got you. All right. All right. He stayed with it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's that's more than staying with it. <laughs> I mean, based on, you know, saying you being a retiree from the uh, from the whole game, that's a little more than uh, finishing out the yeah. four years. Yeah. So. So what what ended up causing you to uh, end up uh, finishing out your whole career and end up being a, uh, a retiree from the military? So, you know, with hard work, when I do when I when I dedicate myself to something, I'm looking at the long run. Okay, when I come in, I said I was going to do 20, and I said, all right, we'll see how this thing goes. So I'm a different type of I'm a different type of cat, as you can tell. Every time I reenlisted, I always reenlisted for the minimum because I understood the game. I knew that right. at any moment in time, even though I was a decent soldier, that the, they could turn the lights off and say, no, nah, we don't need you no more. You know, because I saw mm -hmm. I come in when they were rifting the Vietnam dudes. Those right, dudes right. were getting out and I forget what the program was called. They were taking money at 15 years yep. or they would 15. take the early retirement. So I understood I understood the game early. And I had a lot of old uh, vets that would teach me and tell me, hey, you can dedicate yourself to it, but always know that they could turn your lights off and tell you to go home. Doing so, I, I became successful at, you know, at being a soldier, at being a good soldier. So, uh, what, three, four years in, I get married, and it was over after that. You know, once I get a family, and my son came after that, he just turned 25, uh, my oldest. After that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going for the long haul because I know what's at the end of the rainbow. Even if it was at 20, which I didn't stop at 20, if it was at 20, you know, I'm going to get paid. And if I pass, then my wife will continue to get my benefits after I pass or at least part of my benefits after I pass. I knew that because my great grandfather was in the Civil War. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, we saw a couple of the pension checks that my mm -hmm. great grandmother got. So I understood mm -hmm. what the long play was. That's what made me stay. And I ended up doing 28. It would have been 30 if I wouldn't have did my last two, but I said, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So we knew, and me and Clexton and I tell you, we knew Damon was going to be a, a no-limit soldier the day he walked down a red lobster. That's <laughs> <laughs> he said he was going to be Master P when he walked yeah. down a red lobster. He was uh, like, hey, ah, hey man, so the story goes, mm -hmm. and look, it was I think it was mother. It was a Mother's Day weekend. We all, me, Clexton, and Damon worked at Red Lobster, right? We working, right? And we we back in the dish room. So, 
it's, it's, it's Mother's Day. You got to wash these dishes by hand, right? So the the yeah. fifty five gallon was a fifty five gallon drum or whatever. A dishes come yeah. back. Trash can. Yep. Trash can full of dishes. Yep. Mm. Yep. Another trash can come back. <laughs> it's a storm outside. Ain't no such thing at the time as cell phones. <laughs> damn Damien, he walked out of Red Lobster in the middle of damn Mother's Day. Two big ass damn things of damn 55 dishes. <laughs> he said, fuck this, and, and walked home. <laughs> now, Randy, it wasn't no Uber or no shit like that. Yeah, he, just, he was hoping it. He said, that dude will start a road marching right he then. He damn near walked to, he walked home with a hurricane damn near. <laughs> he road marched right there. He was like, you gonna be a, you gonna be a soldier. Like, Damn. if you can do that, you're going to be a soldier right there. The funny shit about it is, uh, damn, the supervisor, go, go ask me and Clexton, go get him. Go get him. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, you know I ain't coming back if I go. Like, you're like, why would, why would you ask that? I can't look. Like, you know Damon like I know Damon. We ain't going to get this nigga. This no, no, definitely not going to get Damon this. is gone. Yeah, <laughs> was it Kevin? Was it Kevin that they had taken and put a rain guard? And Kevin walked back in there with a dog on one brother saying, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin walked back in there with some with some with some rain boots on." And <laughs> and he gone. Said, hey. Yeah, like, like <laughs> we get our work. Look, we call Damon later on. He at home chilling. So we knew we knew back then how how strong Damien was, man. It's, like him and I, like I said, the military raised us, and then you know we had to raise Clexton. So shit, <laughs> that was a hard task. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Damien. So I know growing up, and I want to say this: I had both of you on here because, like I said, it's it's two of the people I grew up with, man. My Two of my closest brothers, and then I got Lofton, who I've known for the last 20 years, you know, on top of that. So three of the people that has made has been big parts of my life. You know what I'm saying? It's like growing up with y'all, high school, our high school years, military, you know, we've created so many memories. And then the the next step of my life, making music and being in the military with Lofton, you know what I'm saying? All the like the CDs I put out, I did with Lofton, you know, and with that being said, it's just like it's 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 a beautiful thing as brothers to be able to continue to come back twenty and thirty years later and be like, bro, we still, you know, never miss the beat. If I don't talk to y'all, if I don't talk to y'all for, you know, ten years, I hit one of y'all up and be like, what's up? Like 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 there was never a break. You get what right. I'm saying? So and so with Damon, I know, like I said, I, I said to say this, I know growing up, um, we were all hip hop heads, man, and you more than you more than us all, you know, and just. You know, with your military career, man, you becoming a you know a sergeant major, um, doing twenty eight years. Um, how much of a part of your life did music and hip hop play, even in a world that wasn't meant originally for us? It was uh, it was extremely impactful, and I, I go from the yin to the yang. From and I don't know if I know y'all gonna remember some of this, but I don't know about your background, brother Lofton. From the Jam Pony Express tape days, you did, mm -hmm. all the way up to, you know, I remember the first time hearing Wu-Tang back in 92, you know, even all the way until, you know, we come into this era now. So it played an extremely pivotal part. And when you see some of these artists 
and how they've how they've uh, evolved. And I don't like to call them. I don't like to say they evolved. Really, they just matured as men and women. Because there was women in the game that was heavy too. A lot of people don't give Queen Latifah her credit as a real rapper back in the day. And she yeah. was spitting. You know what I'm saying? That first album was a very good album. You know, yeah. when you look at people, even like now today, even though she sells, you know, her her looks and all that, Megan Thee Stallion can spit. She can really spit if you listen yeah. to her. Yeah, she can't. She can't spit as as bad as Rhapsody. You know, Rhapsody a rap circle around most yeah, of these sure. cats out here, men and women. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been connected to that underground, and I was listening to uh to the radio back in the days when they would play those radio radio stations from New York down in Pensacola, the Wrap It Up Show, and all of that stuff. And I've always been entrenched in the culture, man. I I, I absolutely adore it and love it. Everything about it. Nice. And I feel like, because, you know, growing up, man, Clexton mentioned earlier, we used to go to, you know, like even when we was getting ready to go to college, man, we would take these tours, man, and you, me, and him, you know what I'm saying, would well, they be rapping or singing about something always, man. And it's like, I kind of feel like music has, music has a way of holding people together, you know, socially, you know what I'm saying, um, bringing people together as family. Um, music has always been a staple and as far as I know, and I know in my life, but as far as I know in you guys' life as well, from all three of y'all, whatever. Um, so, you know, it's, and even with Clexton, I mean, Clexton used to be like, he still sings, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And um, he, Clexton used to blow, you know what I'm saying? I ain't heard him sing that lately because he can't, you know, he can't keep up with him. But <laughs> as as a, adults now, and, 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 and this goes for you too, Hayes. What part of that hip hop era has passed on to y'all kids? Because you, mm. you mentioned like like my kid, my son, my oldest son is well, my oldest son is twenty five, my oldest yeah. daughter is twenty six, and my youngest daughter is twenty. You know, and but that music is a part of all five of my kids, even my bonus kids' life. You know, I got five kids now, and like even my youngest, he's twenty. No, not not the youngest, the second to the youngest, twenty two. He does yeah. music. So for you guys, and I'll start with. Let me start with Hayes and I work my way on around. Um, how does music play a part in your kids' lives? And what do you see that you influence them as far as them in the, music, in the world of hip hop? Uh, just, just to start out, like uh, <clears throat> hip hop wise, just music wise, um, it was always a situation where, you know, having Amazon Music or any of the other streaming music deals, I set up my own little. Um, playlist right and the thing is, is that i didn't pay the big money to have multiple people to be able to be on it whenever they wanted to mm -hmm. so what took place was if i wasn't listening to music and it happened to be a time where my son or my daughter uh happened to be playing playing music and this is happens on both sides you know um my wife has her grandmother was full blood mexican straight from mexico city so she has that remnant. So there is there is a situation where my daughter, she kind of sides more on my mother or on my wife's side, where she'll listen to a lot lot more uh, Mexican type music and things of that nature, soft dance and all like that. My son, because we only had one, I would make a playlist. A lot of stuff, things that I like. My son, top deals. Always hear him play. I would hear it, and you would get this situation because you experienced this. 
when you was in your room when you were young and you had your own radio and your own speakers and you would turn the music up your parents may not say nothing because you was doing your thing he was in your zone and he was like yo i turn my music up i'm studying or whatever my man was listening to outcast he was listening to tribe called quest okay the bust of rhymes and it was one of those things where when i would hear that and he was upstairs and i'm like yeah my man knows what real hell about it and yeah. then the thing was is when he would listen to those things and he would be like hey dad uh, he would come downstairs, hey, dad, you know, and and knew whoever it was would come out with something. He'd be like, man, you know, he's like, that outcast, that tribe called Quest, like, you've been listening to that tribe, like, that's dope. He's like, yeah, they're way better than the dudes coming out now, like, rap-wise. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, okay, cool. Like, I, I feel you. And we can sit in the car and listen to some old school hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, old school to him. Yeah. My my vibe for me, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Even right. though he has stuff that, that that comes out right now that he can go like, yeah, that's what the kids in the high school and stuff like that. But he, it's not a situation where he's like, oh, turn that off or I don't like that. He's yeah. like, that's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We listen to Two Dope Boys in the Cadillac and he's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wish I knew what that Cadillac was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hitting that in that 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 '80s caddy, you know what I mean? So that that was one of the things that was the benefit of you know him listening to my playlist and us only having one, you know, what I'm saying one profile for that playlist. It was like, guess what? You got to listen to what I listen to. So it was no different than when I was young and my mom would be cleaning, vacuuming, and Luther Vandross would be on. Yeah. Or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Cooling the gang is on while she cleaning the house on Saturday and I wake up in the morning to some eggs and bacon and Luther Vandross in the background and I'm like, yo, Luther be doing his thing. That was just, that's a yeah. good memory. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did my thing. Go ahead, Clint. Okay. Clint. Man, look, man, uh, as far as the influence is concerned, man, my, you know, music-wise, man, it just we're in the game, but I'm going to tell you the truth, though. There's a, there's a, a spot like I never would have, it would have come a little bit later. I wouldn't have listened to folks like Guru and the Gangster. I never would have listened to, uh, you know, Gangster Pat and people like that. King T had it not been for my man, for D. Man, I wouldn't. I mean, he put he put a different spin on hip hop for me, and for us with us hanging around. I mean, yeah, we we went from the Jam Pony and the and the Down South Luke and the Gucci Crew and all the other good stuff, and then I was a bass head because I had the I had the speakers and the doggone bug and all of that. And we did that, but to actually get in depth in the culture, it took it really took me, and I really I really enjoyed that and that depth that that actually came from it. But now my influence greater was gospel music, R and B. Um, you know, if it wasn't if it was on Saturday mornings when my parents were together and open up all of the windows, you blasting forever mind. It was was temptations it was you know those folks like that that was just out there and then i found out that as i grew up my children took like three different they took three different roads it's like three different branches but they all come back to the same spot so let me tell you about my oldest my oldest is y'all know me to sing that dude that young man insane okay my oldest is in his junior year at UWF right now, and he's dual he's dually um, major. He's in vocal performance and pre-law. And he's like, well, daddy, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be an entertainment attorney as well as 
um, as well as, uh, you know, I'm going to put my stuff out. Man, I'm saying he is ranked regionally. Number two in the region right now as far as vocal performance. He's been singing forever. Now, he is the gospel music and the R&B. I'm, I'm going to encourage y'all to check out his his tribute that he did, the Juneteenth tribute. He did John Legend's Glory. Man, I do. Talk the house down with that, that, that song. Okay. Um, and he sing, he actually gigs now. Got him a little group. He gigs now doing his little, doing his thing as far as that's concerned. So gospel and R&B, he got that heavy. Evan, my, my, my middle son, we go, we go head to head. Like the battles was, okay, you play a song, I play a song. You play a song, I play a song. Um, and he's always trying to put out these the, the newer guys to me because for some reason it's like the new stuff, man. It's like fingernails on chalkboard. For me, I'm starting to feel like my daddy. Um, but, it's like fingernails <laughs> yeah. on chalkboard. but then, but we go head to head. But we also analyze. Okay, this person is spitting the melodics of this and that of the third. And then my second and my third born are both. They are both um, drummers. So. The as far as the beats and whatnot, we every bit of that. My baby boy is new school all day long. Period. You can't see, if it's not a soccer ball or a new school, that's that's just where he is. So we went we went three different levels, but it all comes back to the basis as far as um, the melodies and the whole nine yards is concerned. Like my 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 oldest son is a technician. He is music. That's just his life. That's what's going on. The other two, at my baby boy, could tap out a ribbon rhythm and got on a drum set when he was four years old. And now he, there's nothing he can't play. My middle son did the same thing, pretty much a little bit older. But he and I, you know, technically we 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 argue back and forth. We have those debates where it's concerned. And there's a bit of a bit of an influence. My oldest son is just me. My youngest son is all new school, and that's just the way it went. But the influences, the influence was heavy, and it started with my dad, my mom, the stuff they would listen to, and then the hip hop. Like I said, came from my friendship with these brothers right here, and I, I mean, it's just been, it's it has held on going down through through my legacy, and I see it, and I love it. Nice. Well, that's what's up, man. Like I, I, I'm liking to see that. You know, what I'm saying the diversity because it seems like it's, there's a lot of diversity. And, and I guess that's how it is when you have, you know, multiple kids or whatever. Same thing for you, Damien. Um, what about you and your kids? So I go back to a uh, interview uh, producer Ninth Wonder did uh, probably about 10 years ago. And he was talking about how music and he's actually a professor. I think he is a hip hop professor up at, at Duke or, or, or somewhere up the road up here in, in North Carolina. Or he was. And what he said holds a lot of relevance in the conversation that we're having. He's saying whatever you listen to up to a certain age, like your preteen years, is a foundation for you. So when y'all talked about all the different types of music, uh, hip hop that I listened to, even though we grew up with Booty Shake, you know what I'm saying? We grew up in the Booty Shake era, Luther Campbell and Gucci Crew and all them cats. And uh, uh, the difference was my ear was tuned in to a lot of different stuff. And that come out of listening to a lot of the old soul, you know, that my mm -hmm. parents listened to. And also, it comes out of my father being tied to the Black Power Movement back in the 60s. And where rap, the kind of rap that we talk about today, originated mm -hmm. with, the, with the last poets and cats like that. Even though it started in the 40s, actually, the first real rap record was uh, Pig Meat Markham. He's out of Durham. Uh, it's called Here Comes the Judge. I think it was in 69. That was the first actual rap record. 
and all of that ties into yeah. what we're saying right now. And really, uh, I can only emulate what Clayson just said with his children. My children are virtually the same thing. My oldest, he could tell you if you turned on the oldie station, he could tell you who's singing and who's doing background vocals because okay. he's so in tune to it. Because I listen to a plethora of music, right? So that's his thing. My middle son, he's into more of the new schools type of stuff. You know, he loves uh, what's the cat uh, that went with Amber Rose? What's his name? Twenty One Steps. Yeah, with the cross in the forehead, and he got yeah. some, he got some some halfway decent stuff. Uh, and my daughter, she's into she's she's kind of she's the youngest. She's into the vibe. You know, that's really the the wave that hip hop is going into is more of a mm. vibe than what we came up under, which was lyricism and having something to talk about and originality. So some of that's still around, but that's where a lot of it come from. And that's where that's where it's always had that influence for me. Gotcha. Well, I, like I said, and um, same thing for me. You know, what I'm saying it's it's. And I love it because our kids, music is an art, you know, and since music is an art that allows expression, it, I think music is very important. Um, like even my, I got a 15 year old and, um, you know, he, he, he makes it, he makes it known that he's, he knows old school, you know, he'll, he likes, you know, he likes a lot of the new school stuff and he likes a lot of the 15 year old stuff, but he'll let you know that, you know, saying this is jam, such, such, such artists about our block, you know, but he wants you to know that, you know, I do know a little old school and I think that these rappers are better than these rappers. So yeah, man, definitely. Um, Hey, man, what else you got for Miss, Mr. Ismail, man, my dog, man. It's like, I can't believe oh. I got all three of y'all on here. So I'm still a little starstruck. <laughs> hey, first of all, we, we ain't stars I, at I, all. I got to say this. Let me say this. January <laughs> boys in the building. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, what, what, what's the deal? What's the deal with the so, January boys, man? Hey, Explain January boys. <laughs> okay, so look, the January boys, uh, that, that you're looking at them, man. Uh, all three of us, uh, first of all, we came to know each other, man, in Miss Barnhill's typing class. Man, listen, yeah. I would keep that under wraps. Listen, Miss Barnhill, typing was not cool. I can tell you when y'all met, typing was not cool. Typing, with, listen, <laughs> typing has typing has never been the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Type, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. I said I'm angry type. Put all these keys up in here. I mean, we we clicked immediately uh, and came to find out that all three of us had birthdays in the month of January. Uh, Damon and y'all went with that. Yes, yeah, sir. We January hey, boys for life. You heard me pistol all day. Right? You think it's game out here? <laughs> listen, we uh, listen. Oh. We, uh, we 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 hooked up, and uh, it's just been it's been a crazy ride, man. Um, from from parody and everybody, and and getting into arguments with Deans in the lunch line became the lunch line boys. Uh, <laughs> man, y'all have multiple names. Y'all just yeah, switched up. You think it's game out here? Hey, what's the new side of though? We had a party. We had a party. I'm getting ready to call myself out now. 
We had a Statues party. of limitations, man. man. Listen, we had a party. One of my good friends, uh, Kim Roger McCullough, and her parents, man. With that, everybody loved us, man. And like their parents were ours. Kim's mom and dad were daring enough to allow us to throw a party at their house. Our birthday. I bet they regretted that. Oh no, yeah. we had a, well, yeah, they did regret it. <laughs> we got in that party, man, and had a ball. And yeah. D was DJ in the party. First of all, DJ D, we 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 were afraid that he was gonna walk off like he did in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'm out of here." <laughs> but uh, because a bunch put of put on your galoshes and go get him. Bunch yeah. of folks showed up, but we didn't even know. The whole nine yards, but the the house was like packed, and it yeah. was we were we were um, we were actually concerned about making sure that that these people's house was not. <laughs> yeah. So after D calmed down and started spinning records, um, okay, then, then D played one of my favorite songs by Magic Mike called "Drop." Now, just in case you don't know, I'm not the smallest individual in the group. Um, <laughs> but the women, the young ladies at the time, didn't know that I had a little bit of dancing in me. Right, so they right. kept playing this song. We dropping, and when we drop, we just like get down on the floor back and pop back up. Now I didn't have any more drops in me. Drop? <laughs> <laughs> we just passed out. But brother lost, and the girls were watching. I had <laughs> Yeah, he done fell out. Rajin said, one more time, dog, one more time. So oh. I go back and I hit the floor. Bam! Now I'm, I'm laid out. I laid out on the floor. Now, not to be denied, I just went ahead and wiggled on the floor. Oh man, that's anyway, that's big, so, that's big guy abuse. Man, look, he was right. they was abusing you, sir. No, Rajin, come on. You got look, you gotta know how many times you gotta know how many drops you got in you. Yeah, you gotta go first. You gotta know your drop limitation. You know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta know. <laughs> oh, man. man, listen. I mean, when I'm talking about a valuable friendship, I mean, we had we we ride together, we jump out at, at uh red lights together, we cry together. But everything that we've done, man, these two dudes right here have been right there with me, and 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 I'm right there with them on all of it, man. We've gone through a whole bunch in life, and and like you said, Rajin just said it, man. It's just like. Whenever we get back on the phone, whenever we're in the same spot, it's like we picked up like it was yesterday, even if it's a long time since we see. Yeah, I, I had some situations where I've gone radio silent for some times, but my brothers have never let me down. And that's what that's what, what forms this, this January boy bond and this January boys for life. I don't care who says what. We right. There you go. Hey, LLB for life, bitch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, oh man. no doubt, no doubt, for real, man. Hey, so we gonna we we gonna keep it moving, man. Mister Ismail, welcome to the Men Catcher Podcast. And guess what? You gotta go through the gauntlet. Uh oh, it's called respecting your debt. Respect okay. your debt. Talk to me, sir. What is that one album? We are gonna start with album. What's that one album? That you can't let go that no matter what you're gonna put on the deck to play. What is that album, sir? Yo, Maddie. 
Illmatic. Illmatic. Illmatic is. Yep, it's another one I, I, I put out too. I can't remember exactly which one it is because I got so much in my head. But Illmatic and there's uh, uh, another one that just comes to mind, which is Stevie Wonder's Intervisions. Those okay. two right there, okay. I could push play and they could just keep playing for the rest of my life, straight up. That's that's class. Okay. That's class. Okay. So then, since we got Illmatic on the list, go ahead and put that down. Illmatic, everybody listening. Illmatic's on the Ill list. Matic. All right, so talk to me right now. What's that one song? That you got that you could be like you know what i can listen to this song on repeat for the rest of my life what's that one song so it, it for me it's by you know however i'm feeling and what mm -hmm. what i'm trying or, or the thought thought process i'm trying to get into where i need to go so you know when i when i want to hit the gym or i want to go lift some weights or even i want to go for a jog or something i, I get basically to the crunk music i go to crunk okay. crunk, crunk has there its place go. in hip-hop it's All a very right. important place. I wish it would come back to it. And that's yeah. uh, you know that damn by uh, uh Young Bloods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hold up. Young mm -hmm. Bloods. Put my stomp on it. Mm -hmm. Hey. 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 <laughs> that's the joint. That's the joint. That's young Bloods again business. That's joint. That 85 that's joint is though too though. The 85. Me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When they first <laughs> And if I want to just sit back and, and, and relax or whatever, uh, or really get into a deep thought process, I got to go to jail electronica. Um, okay, it yeah, escapes me. Going, the name going. Going. Oh, yeah, it. Almost anything the brother done put out, you know, uh, gonna hey, get nice. you to think. Yeah, Jay Electronic. Okay, sure. okay. Jay Electronic, nice. nice for sure. So, all right, so we got, we got some. Uh, what we said, damn, that's a good joint. Uh, some Jay Electronica. Uh, we talked about Illmatic. So now we gotta go with what is your go-to? Don't stop, get it, get it, artist. That you be like, yo, this dude put out something. And people could say this mug is straight ham sandwich trash, and you would be like, "Nah, I'm getting it anyway because that's my dude." Who is that person that they come out with something? Who's that artist that you like? I'm getting it no matter what, and I'm gonna find the gold within the shit, even if they put it out. Talk to me. Who's that person? It's, it's a few artists. Uh, one of them, straight off the top of my head, when you're talking about hip hop, is the goat, and nobody. People can at me all you want to, and I'll I'll kill you with anything that you come up with, and that's KRS-One. Okay, he's the okay. GOAT. He's the GOAT. All right. Okay. He's the GOAT. So uh, he, 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 he routes Mount Rushmore for sure. Oh, man. I, when I when I look at people saying Mount Rushmore, I'm looking at people above that. There are people that are above Mount Rushmore because they don't belong in that stratosphere. Because even with the stuff that he put out today, it's still, it's still dope, and uh, to me it's relevant. It's just not relevant to the kids, and I get it. Um, without a doubt, when you talk about hip hop, there you really ain't got to dig too hard to find something with that brother. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, and when you talk about artists, I, I look at the artistry. Kendrick Lamar is one of those artists. He's an artist, artist. <clears throat> yeah, he is an Tip artist, artist. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree. I can't leave out uh, those who sing as well. You know. There aren't many right now, to be quite honest with you. So, I, you know, I gotta you got to take dig. It you got to dig. Yeah, you got to dig. Hard, hard. So I go way back, you know, Sam Cooke, 
I go back to those days in Marvin, Marvin Gaye, of course. Um, you know, even the blues, the blues, you know, Bobby Blue Bland and those cats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Bobby Blue Bland. <laughs> oh, he was, you gotta scratch the beard on that one. Bobby Blue Bland. I gotta scratch the beard on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's way back. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. So we have officially respected Joe's deck. We have Get respected Joe's deck for sure. So we really appreciate you. Um, so happy that you came through. Bless us with knowledge. Let us know all the aliens that are out there. Told us when we was wrong. We seem to be wrong a lot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, gave us some research. We got to do papers now. Wendy wants to turn those <laughs> yeah, in. You know dog. what I'm saying? Like, it's fantastic. I'm so glad that you came and hung out with us. It was fantastic. You gave us a lot of knowledge. You gave us a lot of insight. Respect your veteranness. You know no what I'm saying? No I'll doubt. be with you my there uh, here my soon. Dog. You know what I'm saying? Retiring, man. You know representing. Ah, going through cool. that. Serving. You know what I'm saying? LLB, even though, even though like there are things and <laughs> hurdles that, uh, you know, th this nation got to go through and got to get better at, you know what I'm saying? Those that still do their due diligence for the land that they in, you know what I'm saying? Got to show all the respect and, and, and all the blessings to all those people that be out there doing that thing for you. So we really appreciate you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ismail, coming out and hanging out with us. Once again, everybody, give that applause out here. Mr. Ismail coming to visit with us here on, uh, you know, Mid Catch Up Podcast. And now, Mr. Rajin, man, it's your job right now that we got the top almost four. So talk to me. You got four or you got almost four? I got, all, I, got, got? I got almost four with Armin. All right. Mitch. All right. So, so we going this week. We going with the top hip-hop movies. Ooh. Right. Okay. Look. I, you know I what? Say, you know what? I like when you... Think, baby. Hey, like I like when you go deep. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Hip hop movies, and I'm saying hip hop in affiliation. Uh, whether they got a hip hop artist in it, whether it's um affiliated in any kind of way with the culture, that's what I'm going with. Let's go. So, so listen, my honorable man, I'm going with honorable mention first, right. right? And how we do this almost top so 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 Damien know, and so Claire, I clutched been on already. How we do this is I'm gonna give you my top almost four um with the armor mention. And then I'm gonna give y'all a chance to if see if y'all would would change any of them or what y'all feel about the list. So this week, honorable mention for top hip hop movies of all times, honorable mention goes to Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow, okay. because I feel like my boy Terrence Howell, he did his thing. Um and just as a as an artist, as as a rapper, um, you know, Hayes will tell you we we recorded mu mu uh, music from the from the from the closet. You know what I'm saying? Like put, put the put the put the sound sound barriers on there, close the door. You know what I'm saying? When you know that was our boot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I can relate. You know, firehouse. Right? so yeah, firehouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The firehouse. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> You know, so Michael Fire all that look, LLB Michael Fire all that all day. So anyway, so that's the honorable mention. So let's get into this thing. Check this out. Number at number three, um, bottom of the list going up. That's what we're gonna do. I'm going with um, get rich or die trying. 
right. Get Rich and Die Trying. Always, that was always, a, I'm not a really big movie buff, but that was a good movie. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like 50 Cent in there, whatever, earlier days. You know what I'm saying? My second one, number two, 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 two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> number two was Belly. You know what I'm saying? So Belly, straight gangster. All right? You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't say Belly was straight gangster. Um, Hip-hop affiliation, blah, blah, blah. Number one for me. And Alex, this is this is going, this is usually what me and A's, you know, we have a little dispute. Number one for me, hip hop, top hip hop movies was straight out of Compton for me. You know what I'm saying? And I liked it because it told the story, the story of struggling rappers in situations growing to be something so big that the country itself tried to shut them down. You know what I'm saying? So honorable mention, honorable mention was Hustle and Flow. Number three was like I said, what I said, uh, Belly. No, you had number three oh. was Get Rich and Drive. Yeah, get Rich and Drive, then Belly. Then Belly. Then my number one, straight out of Compton. Boom. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let me see <laughs> if I can find something wrong with this issue. All what? right, so <laughs> Get Rich and Drive, Ryan, probably wouldn't have put it on the list. Because I would have to say, because you said, hey, has a hip-hop artist or hip-hop related, Boys in the Hood got to be on there. Ice Cube killing it. All right, so Boys in the Hood. Also, um, man, what's my uh, uh, what's my basketball movie, man, that had Tupac in it? Oh, uh, come on. Uh, Above the Rim. Above the Rim. Above the Rim, legit. Like, that was a good, super solid movie that I would say would be better than Get Rich and Dry Trying. Oh, romantic ass shit. I'm a thug. I don't play that shit. Look, man, <laughs> you talking about, maybe, maybe you thinking about brown sugar or something. Like, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Above the Rim was legit, man. That had, okay. uh, right. come on, dog. You had Afro Puffs on the soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? I One rock the best soundtracks the ever. with my Afro Puffs. Rage, like Lady of Rage was killing it. So I mean, like that was a cold soundtrack and movie. Get Rich and Die Trying was. I look at it like, hey, you telling the Fifty story? He making money off. It still was a good soundtrack, though. It was. It was good. It was good. It was good. But I probably would have put. I probably would have put Get Rich and Die Trying in the honorable mention. I would have added for sure. Boys in the Hood would at least be like number two. So I had had Boys and Men on on my. Boys on my list, along with Minister Society, Ooh. but that was obvious. That was an obvious choice. You know what I'm saying? So I went with Minister. I went to well, look because look, the soundtrack. Look, look, look. Uh, I can't remember the soundtrack for um, Boys in the Hood. Well, it don't have I can to be remember the soundtrack, the soundtrack for Get I'm, Rich Dad I'm just saying. I'm just look. This is what I'm saying, right? So, in my perspective, I'm for sure putting Boys in the Hood on there. Menace Society, what it had MC8, which that'd be the hip hop tie. So MC8 was in there. Menace Society was for sure a better movie than Get Rich and Die Trying. Like acting wise. That's like both of them joints acting wise was better than Get Rich and Die Trying. So I mean, get, the best, they could have been the, honorable, honorable mention. Okay. Sure. I, but I, I, that, honorable that would that would be that would be but, my change. That would be my change. What do you what do you think, Flexion? What's your what's your possible change? Or do you agree with the top three okay, hip hop so movies? Above the rim, you're right. That should have been in there, like you said. Now, 
just reaching back for a, a month or so, I think that Above the Rim soundtrack should, should, soundtrack should have been in the top 100 albums ever, too. That should have been in the top 100. Oh, that that was cold. It should have been in there. That was tight. Um, <laughs> I probably would have... I would put... I would rank Belly above Straight Outta Compton, I think. I like Belly. I like Belly better. I like Belly better. I like Belly better. I do. I, that was just me. I think, I, I, and that's just that's because my choice hip hop wise is really, I think West Coast hip hop ranks lower to me than than what East Coast hip hop does. That's just oh, that's, that's discriminatory. It, oh yeah, okay. I'm that. Listen, uh, to hey, me. bring the noise out there, people. Bring the noise because this dude. These opinions, though, these opinions are only. They're not the same. Wait a minute. Let me, hold on. <laughs> we got to put a disclaimer at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't even get me shot like Mr. Hustle. I'm going to tell y'all this now. I'm not in the West Coast beat. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Player. You know what I'm saying? Again, again. I love, I'm not even saying that. I love the West Coast. I love everybody, West Coast. too. I'm just saying, I'm talking about the ranking. If I go back to if I go back to the era since we were children and come up until let's say about 2000s from from well the 80s and the 90s hip hop, in my opinion, um, your harder stuff came from. I, I, I mean, melodically, we cool and all. I love NWA. I mean, I, you say yeah, like you said, like you know that we cool and shit, but um. <laughs> yeah, everybody, he made a face when he I'm, said that. He was like, cool there, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you I'm know, just, did you know, Ethan? <laughs> hey, yo, win. Tell him what to... <laughs> I'm just saying. That's where it is. Easy owed you some money or something. He was like, dang, dollars, $10. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I some, I, 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 professor. So we, we got one dude that's. Trying to rekindle the East West uh, beef. Uh, what you got, <laughs> Professor? Talk to me. Okay. So I, I, don't, I don't. I don't like to put them in order, but uh, I, I will go with an honor, a couple of honorable mentions. To be quite honest with you, that's what I'm, we do I'm, here. You have to put them in order. I'm sorry. That's just. Oh, that's wow. what we do. Like that's the show. So, I, got, I, I got two honorable mentions that nobody talked about. And when you talk about a hip hop movie, especially with artists, don't forget about who's the man. That was a really good movie. All right. I thought you was about to say breaking. <laughs> oh, what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, when it, when this thing dancing that broom, bitch, you think it's a guy? <laughs> my bad, my bad. Go ahead, Damon. My bad, my bad. I had a flashback. <laughs> Who, who's the man in Crush Groove? Are my two honorable What? Movies. There you go. Crush oh, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Crush Groove. I'm going fat boys, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, uh, okay. Boys. You, you kind of stepped into my wisdom a little bit when, when yeah. I said, uh, when you said breaking. Breaking is. Yeah, is, okay. I forgot about that. Hey, you think it's a game? Breaking is up there. That's number three. Hey, tell me, tell me right now, neither one of y'all tied some fishing line. Onto a broom. <laughs> it was. Oh, look. Oh! <laughs> what? Hey, hold yeah. up. Has anybody ever for, forgot the names <laughs> Turbo and Ozone? How did Ozone play? That's right. You can't talk hip hop and you talk yeah. about media and you don't talk about breaking. You can't you talk what? about. It. You Man. Can't do it. 
I'm now, my number two. Breaking, I apologize. I forgot about breaking up. I'll tell you, bitch. Oh, no. no doubt. Number two. Doom, doom, da, doom, da, doom, da, yeah, juice was cold doom. too, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot juice about juice too. You are trash at these lists. Shut your ass yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> so <Look>. many. <laughs> hey. Hey, Clash, you better tell me. I'm, I'm LLB for life, bitch. <laughs> hey, look, hold up. I'm going to tell you right now. When you leave your own favorite artist off of one of your lists, <laughs> you get no hey, love from me anymore. Sometimes you got to keep it real. You know what I'm Maybe my artist wasn't the one that was supposed to be on it. You know what I'm saying? Keep it real. Keep going. Keep going, Professor. <laughs> Let us Number know one the conspiracy street. behind these hip hop movies. It's hands down B Street. B Street is my number one hip hop movie of all time. Yeah, he went back with him. Yeah. B Street. Because you got to think about look, the B Street Breakdown is one of the greatest songs I ever heard in my life when I was a kid. I, I didn't yeah. know what he was talking about. That was wild to me. When you listen mm. to the end with Melly Mel went off on the B Street Breakdown, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fell in love with hip hop at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it. Yeah, go ahead. To Clexton's point, and uh, I think you said it earlier, Brother Lofton. That Above the Rim soundtrack is so underrated. Oh, my that joint, God. SWB's on that joint. You got freaking Tupac on that joint. A-Sounds on that joint. Freaking Lady of Rage. Like, that album 21, 21 was on there. cold. 21. 21. Man, hey, 21 Savage getting burned by every person on that album. <laughs> what, didn't Spice One have a song on that album? On he that probably was on there, too. Everybody yeah. was on that joint. Yeah. Hold up. No, no, no. No heart. I gotta go Hold back up. and listen. Uh, regulators on that joint too? Yes. Oh, hey, y'all know I'm gonna get that right now. I'm about to put that on my dad going because yes. that yes. album yes. was cold. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Another soundtrack. Y'all remember that, that soundtrack? The show. The show was dope. Yeah, that was a very good one. Yeah. Right. Dougie right. right. Fresh and all that was on there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that show yeah. was dope. Yeah, that yeah. was that was cold blooded. Yeah, freaking um. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's also we didn't name. Uh, probably one of the better acted hip hop movies, uh, Eight Mile. Yeah, Eight Mile was so literally all about was, hip hop. It was like better. It. it was it was it was well acted. It was a well acted movie. It was a a good story, and it was probably one of the first battle rap movies because that was very much about battle rap, True. which wasn't like really. Be street. I mean, it was, but. Yeah, I mean, it was the story of this battle rapper becoming. I know. Look, I know they see the hand movement. I know they niggas see the they see the hand movement. <laughs> hey but, man, he, he brought breaking, y'all. I feel like breaking like the rest of the show. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be out here. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't put eight mile. I really wouldn't put eight mile in my top. I almost would. It would probably be close to an honorable mention. Close to yeah, one. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable. Well, like I said, right now. I got Bentley up there, straight out of straight out of Compton, and get rich, die trying. That's we got that. your list. We got your list. Yeah. Hey, everybody out there that disagrees with this dude out here, like most of the time, make sure. <laughs> make left. sure you put your you like it. You know I love you, bro. You know I love you, bro. You like We've been on this joint. See, this is what happens when you get people that grew up together. That be on a podcast. We went on this month a few hours. This is crazy. We've been on here way too long. I still ain't ate dinner. I'm about to wither away in this hip hop daggone t shirt. Hey, y'all. Once again, 
thank you for coming to visit us at the at the uh, Mid Catch Up podcast. It's fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at Lofton underscore Hayes MKP Instagram at Hayes Adonis. You can find our show. Join us. Become our friend on Facebook at the Mid Catch Up YouTube at Mid Catch Up. Roz, where can they find you? Hey man, you can find me. He the author on Instagram. Uh, go check out my book, um, Coma by Rajin Huey. It's on all your major plat- book platforms from Barnes and Nobles to Amazon, all the way to Apple Books. Man, check check your boy out. Uh, part two coming out soon. Um, check me out. Check us out on Twitter. Man, um, he the author. He the author everywhere. And then um, you know, check out he the author at uh, Facebook as well, man. And um, hey. Real quick, man, before we before we get out of here, man, my this, hey, these my brothers right here, man, and to have all three of my brothers on here, um, three I can say all three, three of my brothers, cause I got some other brothers out there, um, including my real brothers, um, and uh, a couple of my brothers around here in Orlando, man, but um, to have three people I grew up with, man, like this this right here is a monumental moment, January boys, man, lunch line boys all day, um. Love you think it's a game out here? I'm, I'm April though. Hey, can I be in the January boys, right? boys? Even though I was in April, Look, you think it's a game out here? We don't play that shit. Hey, be an honorable mention. Red that? lobster, you know red lobster, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've been thugging. We've been thugging since we've been thugging since high school, bitch. Hey, LLB for life, dude. Hey, somebody, somebody say lava tea. <laughs> in the back eating all the biscuits. You know what I'm saying? What's up? All right, man. We really appreciate uh, Mr. Ismail. Once again, round of applause, Mr. Ismail, coming through and hanging out with us. Flexing. Great to see you again. Roz, I will see you next week. Hold up. Wrong arm. Roz, I will see you next week. Once again, no doubt, we'll be no back doubt. 6 p.m. on Sunday. Mid Catch Up Podcast. We here for you. Uh-